There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device. Every day they release a new episode that investigate the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers, and you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. It's a good show. Hi, Jillian. Hi. You're my first guest in a while. Wow. It's usually just me solo. Eating those almonds? Um, yeah. I've been, for the listeners, I've been, I posted an Wow, Instagram that's a bold story. choice. Uh, for the listeners, he's eating almonds, but they're roasted and unsalted. Unsalted. Yeah. What's the joy in that? They're really good. They are? You want to try one? You no. don't have to. No, I don't think so. Um... <laughs> But I'm on this. I, I last week, last week's episode, I was just about to start a, a keto diet. What What is involved in that? It's protein. Great. It's mostly protein and vegetables, no sugar, low carbs. And the first two weeks, I have I can have no carbs mm-hmm. at all, no sugar, and I cannot cheat. So this is day seven. How are you doing? How do you feel? Great. You feel great, right? I feel great today. How was day two and, and three? Day two and three were the worst. Yeah. Day That's two, I had worst. a headache. Um, but luckily, coffee has saved me. I can drink black coffee. Okay. Um, which I generally don't like. Is it, it no dairy as well? I haven't had dairy either. Yeah, that's a big one. And my allergies are fucking gone. Wow. Which is cool to know, but also a bummer. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh. So once this diet shit's over and I'm incorporating normal foods again. Right. Thank you, Noah. Thank I really you. appreciate it. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Go hey. get your shine box. <laughs> um, once I can incorporate everything back again in moderate amounts, I, I know that cheese is probably... That's going to happen. You're not going to oh, not have cheese. For sure it'll happen. But it'll probably have to be like cheat days or something. Cheese days. Look at that. Cheese days. We might have a, a title for this podcast. Yeah, now. cheese days. Um, but yeah, for the like... Good, the Gouda day. The good old days. The good old... Yeah. Ooh. Right? I'm just... All I'm going to do the rest of the episode is just come up with cheese title. Cheese puns? Yeah. Yeah. Titles related to cheese. <laughs> I, um, yeah, for the past year, maybe even more, uh, a lot of times I wake up in the morning and I'm like kind of wheezing mm. and I was like, oh man. And I've, I've been to doctors about it and got, I got an asthma inhaler. They're like, it's probably allergy induced asthma. And, um, and, uh. The past week with no dairy, wow. I have not been wheezing in the morning. Isn't that crazy? Leads me to believe it's been like a post nasal sinus drip because of the dairy that goes into my lungs. And now it's fucking gone. I can't believe what we eat affects us that much. I mean, it should make it makes sense, but really, like, people will be like, I don't have a lisp anymore. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I stopped eating specifically Parmesan cheese, (laughs) and I don't have a lisp anymore. A specific Parmesan allergy. Yeah. Everything's great now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's crazy. And 
I mean, we are the only animals on the earth that eats, consumes other animals' yeah. milk, which is kind of gross. That's so gross. Um, although, did you ever... I talked about this very early. Busy Phillips is a co-host of this podcast, but she's got a show now. But very early on, like one of the first five or ten episodes, we were talking... She was talking about her pregnancy and breastfeeding and stuff, and I brought up how I had seen videos on YouTube of women breastfeeding monkeys. What? <laughs> Wait. I'm going to find it. Why are they... Because the, the Little monkeys baby monkeys. That, that their mothers like motherless are motherless baby monkeys. Yeah. And so these women in, like, India are breastfeeding. I showed Busy, and she almost had a heart attack. I... I know what I'm about to see. Monkey. He's looking it up right now, by oh. the way, for people listening. I know what I'm about to see, and I'm already a little nervous. Woman breast feeds <laughs> monkey. I can't believe it doesn't come up in your phone. <laughs> I should have it saved in favorites. <laughs> Bookmark. Oh, just this. Oh, my goodness. How do we go full screen? Where is this? I don't know where that is. Mm -hmm. What? No, 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 no. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I have 18 I different either. things in my head, and I don't know how to vocalize one Also, of them. that's in Spanish, <laughs> and so I don't know why it's happening. Yeah. Also, have wouldn't you, you be afraid? Have you ever Googled, why do women breastfeed monkeys? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just happy knowing that it happens, and that's enough for me. But, like, wouldn't you be afraid of it biting your nipple? Yeah. Or giving you wild... some kind of a disease? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that too. It's a wild animal. Sure. I wouldn't want to put my finger in a monkey's mouth. <sighs> Anytime I think of monkeys in general, I think of the 911 call that I was forced to listen to. Some Somebody, I feel like somebody at SNL, I wrote there for a year, somebody at SNL was telling me about... Yeah, this, by the way, Jillian Bell Hi. is our guest. <laughs> former SNL writer, uh, very funny actress. No, you don't have to, you know. Whatever. You're very funny. You, I think you stole 22 Jump Street. You're amazing in that. That's very nice of you to say. Hey, guys. I know we all have goals to hit. This is the new year, after all. And whether it's eating healthier or exercising more, whatever it is, sometimes it can be really hard to achieve all these while struggling with other aspects of life, such as your family. <laughs> well, guess what? There's an app I highly recommend to help you hit your goals a bit easier, and it's called Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to them. That's amazing. I wish I had this in high school. I would have probably done way better in school. It's made of busy people like you who want to get to the main points of the books quickly 
without reading the entire book. Oh, I really do wish I had had this. Also in college. With an audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish four books a day while you're on the go. Why wouldn't you try this? That's amazing. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now as we speak. As these words are coming out of my mouth, eight million people are checking out Blinkist. And it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Everything. Oh my gosh. You name it. They got it. Condensed. Come on, you guys. I like Blinkist because uh, in less than 15 minutes, I can feel like, like I can fast track my whole path to a more intelligent, informed, healthy me. Or just an intelligent me. I've checked it out, guys. It's legit. I've listened to some of this stuff like How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Come on, you guys. You don't even have to read the whole book. 15 minutes. You listen to it four times and still uh, <laughs> still way faster than reading the actual book. How about this one? Why We Get Fat. You guys got to check this out. It really is amazing. You have nothing to lose. Right now, for limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for my audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash no docs to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash no docs, N-O-D-O-C-S, you guys know the drill, to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash no docs. Go now. What are you waiting for? We'll finish the podcast and then go. Hey, guys, can't wait for the next episode to drop? Well, be one of the first to listen to We're No Doctors a day early only on Himalaya. Himalaya is a brand new podcast app where you can find every single podcast you love and some future faves. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya has got your back. Discover personally curated playlists and show your favorite podcaster some love with Himalaya's tip jar. It's free and it's the easiest to use and we're adding cool new features every day. Go to your app store, download Himalaya, that's H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. And don't forget to follow We're No Doctors once you're there. We're back. We had to switch SD cards. Noah came in and fucking ruined the <laughs> momentum of the show. So basically, I had to listen to the audio of a 911 call where a woman who owned, I don't know if it was a chimp or it, it was so, something in the monkey family. Um owned one and uh. and it ripped off her husband's face <laughs> oh <laughs> do you know what I'm i don't know the about? 911 call but i know a story about him uh, it was a chimp and it, it was like a chimp. ripped off his balls and like tore his face off and it's just a woman screaming and and the the look you're in a comedy room. There's a lot of comedians. They're telling you, like, you got to listen to this. It's a 911 call. Are they saying it's hilarious? Yeah. They're saying it's hilarious. <laughs> and then you're like, no, this woman is screaming for her life. Did the guy die? I don't know. I don't know what happens, but. Monkeys are terrifying. Uh, yeah. So my I uncle would had never a put one of those on my breast. <laughs> My uncle used to have a monkey when I was really little. I barely remember it, but there are photos. 
God, if I can find a photo, I'll was post it. Was it like a little I mean, one, like a little spider monkey? It was monkey? like, yeah, like from Friends. Yeah. Like the monkey on Marcel. Friends. Like Marcel. And uh, there are photos of it, I think, climbing on my head when I was <laughs> like four years old. I barely remember it. I also had a cousin who had a um, piranha what? in a fish tank. And it was in like the living room or something. And if you walked too close to the fish tank, it would jump out of the water at you. How is that a thing? <laughs> That's a thing. Did you never want to go over to house? bunch of little. No, they lived in Arizona, so I was rarely uh, there. But there were also <laughs> just a bunch of little fish skeletons in the water with oh. it. They'd put in like guppies, and it would just. Oh, so no. anywhere in this fish tank that the piranha was, all the other fish would be on the opposite side. And if it started to swim over, they would all switch sides. Oh my god! How do you capture a piranha? I don't know where he got it. I'm sure it must have been illegally. But there was also like a little net next to the fish tank in case it jumped out. You just scoop it up no, and put it back in. This is absolutely terrifying. true. Um, that's terrifying. So yeah, I'm carb. I'm dairy free. <laughs> Wait, that's a long way to get to that. <laughs> so you're doing this diet. You something happened with your back. What happened to your back? Oh yeah, I just. I mean, the people who listen to this know that I often fall asleep on my couch and <laughs> will just spend the whole night on the right. couch. What do you fall asleep watching? Uh, last night, what was it last night? It might have been Jack Ryan. Oh, is this? How have you is watched that? Jack Ryan no, I haven't on watched it. Amazon Prime with John Krasinski? It's good. It's I heard v- it's good. It's very, it's got a Homeland feel. If you like Homeland, I do like Homeland. You'd probably like it. I'll check it out. The only thing you have to get over is the fact that it's Jim from The Office. Right. Because I watched all of that like three times. So did I. And so you watch it and you kept you keep expecting him to like smirk to the camera <laughs> or something. Um, but once you get like two episodes in, you're, you're like your suspension of disbelief is gone. And uh, it was the same thing when I saw that the movie he did with uh, his wife, the... The, uh, the, the quiet place quiet place mm-hmm. the first thing i was like oh it's jim from the yeah, office yeah. with a big beard he has a great beard in it um, i like that movie i did too i loved it yeah did you see bird box yes the sequel it was it was <laughs> they're gonna what's the next one there's one that'll be one where you can't talk sight sound right taste well well that but <laughs> that taste. that one you couldn't really talk though in the quiet place that's true so yeah, so what's next? I I don't know. Ugh. But yeah, I was I think I was watching Jack Ryan and I and I just my bed's like very close yeah. by and Do you have a TV in your bedroom? I'm in a studio. Oh, okay. So it's like everything's right there. Um which is fucking horrible. I've been meaning to move for 10 years. What's happened to you? <laughs> I don't know. I turned 50 in two months. You do? February 26th. I'll be what? 50. That's part of the reason I started this whole personal trainer diet stuff. I love it. My 50th birthday, God willing, I'm, I want to post a before and after photo. You're going to do 50 I and I took fabulous? my before photos two days ago and like it's been a huge motive. I won't show you them, but like I look at them and I'm like, oh. What what uh, what are you talking about in the before photos? Are you are you? I'm gonna post a a shirtless before shirtless. photo okay. with my big fat stomach and like um. You don't have a big don't don't talk like that. No, but I'm honestly the reason I started all this is I just feel like shit all the time. Yeah, and obviously yeah. I mean I'm wheezing and like. 
Right. The longer you wait, like you're young, the longer you wait when you get into your 40s and stuff, it's it gets harder to just like get out of your habits. Um Oh, I'm 63. Oh my god, you look great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's your secret? I eat a lot of a lot of dairy. Just mm. dairy. My body is used M- to but it now. You you breastfeed <laughs> From monkeys. Oh, every day. You drink monkey milk. Every day. Ugh. But <laughs> I'm I'm drinking breast milk that has been in monkeys' mouths. So, uh. yeah, it's a whole to do. <laughs> it's a whole to do. Um, yeah. So I, oh yeah, I I moved into the studio. I used to live in Ken Marino's guest house. What? <laughs> like in. 2008, I moved into Ken and Erica Marino's guest house. I wish you were still there. I do too. Years later, but they moved out of the house. Okay, and they bought a new house, and I was like, "Well, I guess I got to go now." And I moved like two blocks away to this. I saw a friend who was walking her dog, Mm -hmm. and in the neighborhood by Ken's house, and I'm like, "Oh, do you live up here?" She's like, "Oh, I live just a few blocks away." I was like, "Oh, I, I need to move like in a month," and she goes, "Um." Oh, there's an opening in our apartment building. I was like, oh, I'll come look. And I go in, and it's like this building, and there's only eight units, and it was built in the 20s, mm. and it's fucking char. It, it's huge for a studio. Like, yeah. it's two walk-in closets, separate bound. The kitchen's huge, 15-foot ceilings, wow. a fireplace, like beams, like hardwood floor. It's it. When I walked in, I was like, Oh, this is fucking cool. I'll, I'm going to take it. And then yeah. uh, I met the landlord who is Richard Elfman. He's Danny Elfman's brother, Jenna Elfman's father-in-law. <laughs> and uh, I had just done Jenna Elfman's sitcom at the time. And I was like, oh, I know your do- your daughter-in-law. And he's like, that's good enough for me. You can- I-, I won't even do a credit check. He's like, you can have it. What? Yeah. And so I moved in and... And then it wasn't long after that I was like, oh, this was built in the 20s. There's no, oh, no. there's no insulation in the walls. I can hear everything my neighbors say. Like, talking as loud as you and I are talking. Like, my neighbors aren't loud. They're lovely. But I can hear everything. Um, and so I'm always like, oh, I should move. And Wait, that's was been happening super... to you for 10 years. <laughs> that you can Almost. hear these conversations. Almost every now and then people move and like currently everyone's quiet, all my neighbors, so it's great. But um Have you heard anything crazy that people were talking about? I heard a fight upstairs once. Yeah. I one time my my neighbor was watching The Bachelor at like <laughs> three o'clock in the morning, super loud, and she had fallen asleep, but I could just hear it. Will you accept this? Like I could hear it super loud and I'm like banging on her wall. And um, she's not answering. And then I get up and go, and I like not like banging on her door. Turns out she wasn't even home. She had left, and I think gone to some dude's house. But like, it was just fucking so loud. Oh, I thought you were and... gonna say she was dead. No, <laughs> that's my. That is one of my fears. But she, uh, she's gone, and that was fine. But like, the rent was super cheap, and mm. my landlord is like an artist and so he's really like back in the lean days the early days he was really like if i'd be like eh, I, I haven't worked in a couple of weeks it might be i might be a week or two late with rent he's always just like yeah cool no oh, problem that's great. 
And so that was hard to walk away from. But then like a, like two years ago, two and a half years ago, I was dating a girl and that I met on a movie in Cincinnati and we were planning on moving her out here. And so I was like, I got to find a bigger place. And mm-hmm. then I started looking and I hadn't looked for an apartment in like eight years. And I was right. like, when the fuck did it become? It's crazy. $2,500 a month for a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. When it, what the fuck? I moved into this place. It was $1,100, you know? Yeah. It's so much cheaper. So you're just like, I might, I might stay here. This might be it. No, I, and I can afford to move now. I can get a nice yeah. place. I could even probably get a loan and get a house. But my fear being an actor, as you may know, is right. what if in three months work just dries up? But how long has it, re- how long has it been since that's kind of happened where you're like, ooh, I'm nervous? Probably two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like that's a but long time. But I'm always time. waiting for that hammer to drop. I like, know. I know. It's a very weird thing. Because it happens. And I mean, I guess if worse comes to worse, I can always just move out to a cheaper place. True. But that fall. <laughs> <sighs> it's so terrifying. I know. Would you ever rent a house? I would love to. You should do that. Yeah. You should rent a house in like Eagle Rock. That's cool. And it's not as pricey. Yeah. And they have beautiful homes. <laughs> I'm going to sell Eagle Rock <laughs> to you. I don't live in Eagle Rock. I just Did you guys like know it. Jillian's also a realtor? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, baby. I'm going to get you in a place you're going to love. No, a it's, place you're uh, going to love to hang your hats. But I think I have allergies because of that place. And um, Oh, no. Also, I just want, I want a two bedroom. I don't care. House would be great. House would be ideal. Um, uh, I want a second bedroom to put a photo studio in. I would love to take photos and have a fucking separate room for all that shit. I feel like everyone has that room, right? Where it's like, it's the one extra room. Yeah. That no one actually ever gets unless you're like... I don't know. I picture Goldie Hawn might have one. <laughs> it's her wrapping room Goldie or something. Hawn. Right? Like she wraps presents in or something. Her wrapping room. Like there's got to be something. Yeah. Like Tilda Swinton has a bird room. It's yeah. just all birds yeah. in the room. But like there's, but we never get it. Like I want to, I want the movie theater. I want the movie theater room. Oh. Right? I have a friend who I won't mention that he just bought a new house and I went over and he's got like, it's not a theater, but it's it's a big ass room with a giant fucking TV and yeah. pillows all over the floor. Oh and... man! See, he has he or she has that room. What is what is? I want big time famous director. Like, I went to Maya and Paul Paul Thomas Anderson's house like oh, yeah. years ago, and it was right after he had he just finished There Will Be Blood, and um, what a perfect movie. It's so he showed a bunch of us like the first reel. It was like he was still editing, and it was in a room that used to be a stable, like a horse stable. Amazing. And there were like stadium seating couches, and like it was on a film reel that he showed it, and it was fucking awesome. And I was like, hard work really does pay off. I gotta <laughs> fucking really bear down, and but yeah. Oh man, that was cool. I want that. Um. Yeah, you were a groundling, right? Yeah. You were you were way later than I was. I was uh When were you there? I started there in like 96. Mm-hmm. And was probably out by night. Like the groundlings were was my life for 
like four or five years. It was, it consumed me. Right. I went in there, for those listening, Groundlings is an improv sketch comedy theater here in Los Angeles, kind of like Second City's version uh, in LA. And it's a school and a theater. So you have to go through to perform, their yeah. classes to be able to perform. Yeah. And there's four levels of classes. And there's a few. SNL alumni who came from there and I was like I went there going I'm gonna be on SNL yeah and I'm sure that's what what, 80% of the people going there I feel like 90 (laughs) yeah and the other 10 are like I just want to learn to speak in public we had a lot of those in classes there were like a couple businessmen who were like (laughs) I want to be able to go to a corporate lunch and feel okay (laughs) yes there's a few of those but like I went in there going I'm gonna go on SNL and this is how I'm gonna get there and I, it's all I did, you know, I, I worked in the box office, you know, to help pay for classes. I would videotape shows to help pay for classes. Yes. Um, do you know Melanie Graham? I do know that name. I don't know if I know. She's an her. old, I think an OG Groundlings member, but she was my intermediate teacher. David mm. John was my beginner teacher. And then Mindy Sterling was my. Amazing advanced teacher and Mike McDonald was my writer's lab teacher but I was Maya and I were in advance together with Emily Spivey and Jordan Black and uh but it was my fucking life I was so focused what a group and it was great I had I met people who I am still like super tight with today who I've worked with multiple times now um it was I don't regret it at all but like at the end of the at the end of my advanced class, I get the call that you're not moving on. You weren't in Sunday I company? I didn't even go into Sunday company. What? That shocks me. It shocked a lot of people. Mindy called me crying. Of She's course. like, you're the last person I'm, I'm calling because this is the hardest. Oh. But, um, uh, yeah, the, you know, there, you do two shows. Right. You write for six weeks, do a show, write for another six weeks, do another show. And the company members come and watch and vote on you. But I think you would know better than I do to vote. In order to vote, you have to go to both shows, right? Yeah. You have to have seen both shows or you have like a DVD of the second one or the first one if you missed it. And like, but you have to fully watch both shows. Right. Um, The night of our second show, there was a bomb scare on Melrose Avenue right out in front of the theater. Like someone found a bag and the bomb squad was called. We had to cancel the show. And reschedule it for the next night. And none of the company members came to the show. Like, what? I think like two or three Groundlings came to the show. So it was, it was so very few people voted, which was this not in crazy. my... This is crazy. It's absolutely true, too. And um, so, yeah, I was I was gone. And I woke up the next day going, what do like I do? two people decided? I don't know that. Not? I mean... I woke up the next day and I was like, what do I do? This has been my life for four years. That is the hardest part of the ground. I'm very, you know, obviously pro Groundlings, but I'm pro all of those companies. I absolutely am pro Groundlings too. Yeah, but I also think it's very hard because once people are done, there's nowhere to go. It's, It's hard to... It's it, you know, and I think they've been making efforts to bring more people back and and do other shows. Yeah. And oh, I've but, done many shows yeah, there since. Yeah, but it's but it's hard because you do you make it your life. Oh you, it's I, I I wouldn't have 
any friends in LA if I didn't do <laughs> that. The, the Growlings, that's how I made all my friends. Yeah. Seriously, it's like I, I, you know, if I, uh, I've, I've dated someone in the past. Um, when I was dating my last boyfriend, he was like, well, how do you know this person? How do you know this? Per-? I'm like, it's Groundlings. all through Groundlings. Pretty much for me too. That's it. I would not have a career if it wasn't for them kicking me out. Mm. Because first of all, it put me into therapy. I was so depressed. My girlfriend at the time was like, you have to see a therapist. You were, I was like so fucking sad and just like, I was like, I don't know what to do now. I literally don't know what to do now. I'm like in my late twenties. No one has taught me this shit, like what to expect afterwards. And we did a show with our advanced class for a few months afterwards at a different theater. Oh, that's cool. And that was fun. And um, and then I just like was hopping around from like little tiny theater to theater doing improv classes and stuff. And I had met a guy and I did one of his plays at one of these little theaters. And then like a year later, he was doing a play that this comedian David Juskow had written. And um, someone two days before the play just went on a coke bender and bolted for Vegas and dropped out of the show. That was me. I'm sorry. And they needed, (laughs) they needed a guy, a funny person to be in the play who could also play guitar. And my friend James Giordano was like, Oh, you should, uh, you should hire my friend, Steve. He's, he's great. And so sight unseen, Dave hired me for this play and we did it. And it was really fun. We did it like for a few weeks and Dave is, Sarah Silverman's best friend and she came to opening night Oh wow! and hung out afterwards and she's like oh my god you were so funny and we smoked a joint together out on the front steps of the theater Mm -hmm. and I was like oh thanks I go I don't like doing like theater stuff though because I'm a I'm paranoid of like forgetting lines and like live theater like memorized lines scares the shit out of me and she's like I go I have you know I get panic attacks and stuff and she goes me too And we completely bonded over our panic disorder. That's another thing that I will say, groundlings and panic attacks. I I actually do bond with people over that because I I have panic attacks. I have total anxiety starting when I was 17 years old. Mine started at 17 as well. Really? When I saw a kid when I saw a kid in military school crack his skull open on a cinder block when he fell down. What? Oh, yeah. It was in the dorms at military school. These two guys were wrestling. I may have talked about Wait, this on here before. but You went to military school? Sorry, I did not Did you know see this. Taps? No. You're too young. Taps was a film in like the mid-80s, and it was like the first film for a lot of people like Sean Penn, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, Timothy Hutton, are all in this like military school drama um, where the school is closing down and none of the kids want it to close, which is total bullshit. <laughs> and so they go into the arsenal and they, they, they get all the guns and they basically barricade themselves in the school. And that's the whole like theme of the, the movie. Um, but I went to that school like two years after that movie and um, because I got kicked out of a couple high schools for drinking. <laughs> um, okay. I loved the booze when I was a teenager. And... Um, and one day I was in walking down the hallway and two of my friends were just play wrestling. It's just like that hard green, you know, laminated floor and all the walls are cinder blocks. And these two guys fell over and one of them hit his head on the corner of a cinder block. Oh. And it his head split open like a melon. And I can still see it to this day, just bright red blood on this green 
on this lime green floor. Just total complimentary colors, by the way. And and like two hours later, I you know they got him to the uh, infirmary and he was fine. But two hours later, I was sitting in the mess hall kitchen (laughs) and the dining area and all of a sudden I couldn't swallow my food like I don't know if you've had that where like I just for some reason and that's an involuntary muscle response you shouldn't have to think about swallowing food you chew it and swallow it all of a sudden I couldn't swallow my fucking food and I was and that was and that panic kept building I was like something's wrong and I'd try and eat again and it's getting worse and um, so I just didn't eat and then that kept happening every now and then. And looking back through therapy and stuff, it was, I think it was seeing that kid's head fall open and his eyes roll back in his head. I think it was the first time I realized as a kid that I was going to die someday. Mm. I was like, oh my God, we're all going to fucking die. We're kids. We can die now. Right. And that sent me into anxiety and panic disorder that lasted all my life. Like... And then it wasn't until I was in my early 30s that it really kicked in. I would have a panic attack maybe once a year. I could totally deal with it because usually all I would have to do is leave wherever I was. And it it would bolt. It's gone. It's just a fight or flight thing. And so uh, years later, uh, I was working in reality TV in post-production on Joe Millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) And I started having panic attacks every day, multiple times a day, always in public. And so it got to a point where I just, I was having a panic attack in the office one day. I got up and left and in the middle of the day and just went home and locked myself in my room and didn't leave my place for like three months. Like I was agoraphobic. I was afraid to leave. Um, and they were calling me at work. They were like, hey, uh, where'd you go? Are you coming back? And I just wouldn't return the calls. What if you were like, lunch? Oh, I'm still eating (laughs) a lot of dairy. (laughs) Three months. Like three months. I would leave in the middle of the night at like three o'clock in the morning when I knew I could go to like a fast food place or a Mm 7-Eleven or a store when there wouldn't be people around. Right. Wouldn't have to. Because for some reason, people people around. And another thing I learned through therapy, and I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast yet, is I learned that it was a fear of embarrassment. Like, because it would be embarrassing for people to be like, Look at me, right. like freaking out and gagging or sweating. Right, um, which is why I also had a fear of flying um, because mm-hmm. I was like, "What if I throw up on the plane? What if I have a panic attack?" So I didn't right. fly for like eight years. Mm-hmm. And then one night, I was driving at like in the middle of the night to go get food, and I was having a panic attack again just by myself. And I just pulled over and I called Sarah on the phone, and I was bawling, and I was like, "I'm gonna die." I go, "I don't know what to do." Um, I haven't left in months and she was like, I know exactly how you feel. She's like, I was going through this <laughs> SNL. Um, she's like, I'm going to give you the number for my, my doctor, my, mm-hmm. my shrink. Mm-hmm. I went and it was very hard to leave in the middle of the day to go to the shrink's office. And, um, she's like, I'm going to put you on some antidepressants, not for depression, obviously, but this Lexapro has a very right. good record with anxiety. I took it. And within like a week, within a fucking week, I was out performing again, doing improv shows. Like it didn't even fucking happen. It was crazy. 
medication is a wonderful thing sometimes. Like, I know people get, I feel like I have a lot of people in my life who are like, oh, no, don't want to do that. That means something. And I'm like, what? It helps you? <coughs> you Oh, you, because if you have a broken leg, you're not going to get a cast for that. Like, it's yeah. just such a thing we deal with. There's such a stigma around it. And Yeah, I've been on it for like 15, 16 years now. And yeah. there are times when I'm like, I feel great. I wonder if I have my anxiety under control now and I'll oh, like wean off of I'll it. I'll wean off of it and I do it really poorly, which is like I'll just take half a pill for like two days and then I'll stop taking it and then I get what's called brain zaps, which is like the only way I can describe it is if you know the feeling when you're falling asleep right. and you're not fully asleep and you're in that like halfway point. And then your body really starts to drop into sleep and you like jolt awake. Jolt, yeah. That's a brain zap, but you're wide awake when it happens. Oh. Like you, you just, it's just for no reason. You're just like, Ugh. oh my God. I would get would those be... weaning off of antidepressants, wow. which is alarming. <laughs> but uh, I can't believe you're like inciting incident like what started everything was seeing that seeing that was mortality wow i was i was 17 i was i'm from las vegas born and raised whoa i know do you know Bar baron vaughn baron vaughn he's a comedian he's from vegas no i, I assume everybody from vegas <laughs> yeah we all kind of know each other um, but I was in, I was going to school. I went to Gorman High School, Bishop Gorman High School. I was at the only, uh, Catholic private high school in uh -huh. Las Vegas. And I was in, uh, whatever math class I was taking my junior year. And my heart just started racing. Uh-huh. And I was sweating. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I'm dying. What's <laughs> yeah, yeah. happening to me? But I was so terrified to tell anyone something yep. was happening. Yep. And I was just looking around the room being like, how do I get out of it? How do I get out of this room that I'm at? I'm in the back of the class. I can put myself in that situation. Yeah. And I think I just got up and I don't even know if I got out that I was going to like the restroom or something. I think I, there was like a pass you could grab right. to like they oh, had yeah, to take yeah. with you to the restroom so weird what we did as kids and and i just grabbed it and i think i nodded to the teacher and i just walked out and i just ran down the hallway and i just went into the bathroom and i was like i don't know what to do now because i can't go in the i can't go back to a class i can't go in a classroom ever <laughs> no, again no i know that it's feeling. my hands are sweating just telling that story yeah. and and then I almost had to repeat my junior year because I, I would go into class and then I'd be like, I have to go to the nurse's room. I, I'm dying. Something's happening. Yeah. Something's wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. And one of my friends was a nurse who, uh, one of my friend's mothers was a nurse there. Uh, this guy, Stephen, his mom was there and she would always just like write out a thing for like, oh no, she threw up and she, whatever. She wrote, would write a whole excuse for why I had to stay there the whole day. Very detailed. And I would just sit with her and we'd try to figure it out. And Whoa. I was, I was just losing my mind. And my mom didn't want to tell me at the time that I had anxiety because she had anxiety. She had anxiety, I think, shortly after giving birth to me. She never told you about it. And she it. never told me about it. But I remember then going back in my brain and being like, oh, we were at a department store. And my mom was like, sometimes adults just have to sit down. And we would be like <laughs> sitting down while like someone was running to get her water. Ugh. And like 
How scary is that? Totally. That she was an adult just being like, I have a child with me. How do I not freak them <sighs> out? And so she would tell the doctors, like, maybe, like the doctors would be like, maybe you just need to drink tea. This is what, back to now me being yep, 17 again. Yep. Maybe you need to drink tea and, and walk on the treadmill or do something. And I was like, <laughs> I've lost 15 pounds in like a month. Yeah. And I was like, what's happening to me? I can't eat. I can't concentrate. I'm freaking out. All of a sudden, my heart starts racing. There's like, is there something wrong with my heart? I and it's just a circle of yeah. your panic is based on the fear of having another panic oh, attack. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember the first day that it was like, okay, you have to go to all your classes. If you miss any classes, you have to repeat this year. <sighs> and so I took a notebook with me. And I remember everyone being like, hi, you're back. Like, how are you doing? Like, because they noticed, like, I was in class and I was just like, I'm good. I'm good. And I wrote down, I must have looked like a fucking maniac. <laughs> I wrote down every word the teacher would say. And if the teacher stopped talking, I would write what other kids were talking about. You were just writing. I, would, I was writing your... to keep my brain busy. Oh, my God. That's it's what genius. I was doing. I just did that the entire day. And I was like, I got through the first day. And then I just kept getting through it. And then the nurse, the one who was my my friend's mother, started noticing that there was other people that, like, once I started talking about it, would start opening up. So then I started to talk to other yes, kids yes. at my school. Because back then, it wasn't a thing people were talking no. about. It wasn't like where nowadays I feel like people are like, oh, my God, I'm oh. having a panic attack. And I'm like, are you really? Are you really I having a panic attack? I love talking about it. I will use any forum to talk about it. Oh, my God. I just want everyone to know that how fucking normal it it's is. It's so normal. It's so normal. But and it's like nowadays, I'm like, oh, my God, people are just out there. Just Ugh. set. It's and I didn't have the vocal. internet when I was young either to be like, what's wrong with... Oh my God, like, my internet was like NSYNC's number one website <laughs> and it was like dot .org and, and yeah. yeah, it was so different. And like it wasn't until I, I came to LA that I really realized what it was and when I was at Groundlings, I went over to uh, my friend Damon's. Do you know Damon Jones? Yes, love I, Damon I went Jones. over to Damon's apartment on Wilcox and uh, I just kind of opened up to him. I was like, man, I... I've just been fucking freaking out lately. Yeah. I, I will, my heart will start racing and like I start sweating and I don't, and he just goes, dude, that's a panic attack. He's like, I get them all the time. Yeah. I was like, what? Cause like back home or in school, I would be like, you ever just think you're dying and you start, <laughs> and my friends are always like, no. <laughs> but like once I got around other, like especially artistic, creative, creative people, Everyone's like, yeah, dude, that's super normal. Yeah. And it felt so fucking good. I will say still to this day, especially like I'm 34 now. I, once I hit my 30s, I was like, I don't know if I can perform on stage anymore. I don't <laughs> really? know if that's a thing for me anymore. It's why I don't tour. Yeah. I would tour doing stand up all the time if it wasn't for the fact that, well, that and I get vertigo. So my biggest fear is like going to like, Cleveland or something where I don't know anybody <laughs> right correct for like a Thursday through Sunday and then like night number one just an hour before I have to go on stage just getting vertigo or having a panic attack and being like who do I fucking call here I don't oh, yeah. know anybody oh yeah and so I don't fucking tour unless it's with a friend like I'll go and do comedy festivals because I know everybody or um you know, I'll go open for other comedians because I'm like, well, at least I know this person and it 
Ugh. If I fucking freak out, I have somebody to text. Oh my god! So that's why I don't tour really. Yeah. Although I feel it, I've gotten it a lot more under control now that I've quit dairy. Um, <laughs> yes. The vertigo is a lot less often. Vertigo. That sounds awful. It's horrible. Um, but I always have like a form of like I always feel like not the room isn't always spinning although that happens like once a year i'll wake up and okay. sit up and the room looks like it's spinning yikes and then i'm fucked for the day what I, do you do i lay back down to whatever position i was in previously and that usually stops it okay and then if i try and roll over or do something it usually starts again so i will just stay in that position i usually keep benadryl by my bed and so i'll just take a benadryl mm -hmm. and fall asleep and usually by the time i wake up it's gone wow um, but usually it's just a light dizziness, like, right. like I feel like I was on a roller coaster about right. half, half an hour you ago. You just got off like a tilt-a-whirl type situation. Yeah. Yikes. Guess what I have a doctor's appointment about tomorrow. What? Kidney stones. Jillian! I have kidney stones. You do? All the time. Yeah, well, I they pass... just live in there, right? Do you get them a lot? So, okay, here's the story. Oh, my Here God. we go. This is thrilling to me. <laughs> okay, so I did, I had, there was like two years where I was working nonstop, and I was like, I was like, okay, well, this, I guess, is just my life. I have, not that part, <laughs> this part. I have back problems. That's just what happens. I have a horrible back, and sometimes it spasms. And oh I, oh my god, this is so familiar. Keep going. I so I would be like, I'm gonna find a photo. I would be like in a writer's room. We had a writer's room for idiot sitter, and I'm like, I gotta lay down. I gotta lay down. My back is spasming that bad. And the more stressful things would be like it would just go to t like to the point where I was like. I have to go to a hospital right now. And I would go there and they would check me out and be like, oh, yeah, it's just back pain. Here's back pills for it. They didn't do x-rays? No. or Oh, my God. No. So for two years, I was like, "That's this is just my life now. Just sometimes I get super stressed out and I get I have to take back pills. And I and I'm my family. I come from a family of like my mom didn't want to tell me that I had anxiety because she probably didn't want me to be on medication. Like we don't take at, like uh, like I take Excedrin and I push it really I hard hate on taking people. pills. Yeah. But my family's like, how many do I take one? And I'm like, Jesus, like I'm like your family. OK, OK. <laughs> I'm 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 not like a like. I have a friend who's like, oh, I have a headache. I'll take five Advils. And I'm like, that blows my mind. No, no. So I, I'm like a I'm like a regular Joe when it comes to taking medicine, I yes. guess. So anyway, so I would I would barely take I would take these pills, like half of a pill if I was in total agony. Oh so so I was doing um I tried doing all this stuff for it, whatever. Uh nothing was working. And then I shot a movie in Atlanta. Nice. And score, and then I um, love <laughs> and then I landed. Uh, I got a ride to my house. I walked upstairs, and I knew in my head this was the first break I had in two years. I was like, "It's no uh, end of November," and I had I didn't have anything lined up, so it was like, "Oh!" And it's also the holidays, and in our industry, it's like everything shuts down, you know. And so I was like, "Oh, I have like at least the next couple months off." And my, it was if as if my body was like, "You done? Here we go!" <sighs> and so I got in my house, walked upstairs, 
was in so much pain that I walked to turn on the shower to maybe just put heat on my back. I walked into my bathroom and threw up all over the mirrors. Like I was <laughs> in that much wow. pain that I just threw up from the pain. Yeah. So I was like, you need to take me to the hospital right now. I live with my sister. Cool brag. And um, <laughs> she drove me to the hospital. My mom met us there. We are very close, the three this of us. This is in Atlanta. This is in L.A. I, oh, the okay. second I landed here. Oh, I, I got happened. you. I got you. So okay. we go to the hospital. I am in so much pain. Like, I went to not a great hospital, but I, because we were just like the, the quickest. Get to the get nearest to hospital, yeah. And they were like, having me stand in the inside the hospital just like we don't have any beds yet just like hang on i'm like can you give me something to throw up in i think i'm gonna throw up i threw up in a bag standing waiting for a bed like i was in so much pain i was like i know what this is it's back i have pack i have back pain i need pills i'm out of the pills like just can you just and they were like this just seems so odd have you ever had an x-ray or any cat scan anything and is CAT scan the full body scan? C- no, that's an MRI. No, no, no. A CT okay. is where they have the ring that goes over you and yes. back. Yes, they asked if I had that, yeah, and I was like, no. And and so they're like, let's do that. And they gave me something to like numb the pain while I was waiting. <laughs> I was like so out of it. And they came, and the doctor's like, well, I'm glad I did that. And just like paused, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? Cancer? Like, is it cancer? Yeah, he's like... You have so many kidney stones. Many. I have many. You have two. We have two kidneys, correct? So, so hopefully, in one of them, I had. So you know, they're like for people that don't have them, they're like a millimeter, like the like almost bigger Tiny. than a grain, a grain of, of salt. Sand. Yeah, yeah. sand. They're salts. Yeah, a yeah, grain yeah. of salt is better. So it's like it's like. Um, so I have, I have in one kidney. I have like so many of those little ones. Like they can get up to three millimeters. If they're above five millimeters, then you have to do a procedure to get them taken out usually. So for for mine, they were all like a bunch of threes and fours. Twos, threes, and fours. I've passed three fives. Oh, my God. <laughs> In the other kidney, oh, no. it was a block that was 15 by 15 millimeters. Oh! my god what that was in me so they admitted me right away i had to have a procedure to get them blasted to try to that's take them like out. the size of an m&m it was crazy <laughs> so so i had a procedure done they were like they were was like it surgery or, or is it the lithotropsy lithotropsy yeah. i had a lithotropsy and then they were like, we're okay to send you home. I have to have two stints in me to like, it's basically like really long straws if no one's had it. Put up your up pee your, hole to like, ureter. to, yeah, that's a nicer word for it. Um, <laughs> and, and into both my kidneys so that they yeah. will pass through the straw. And Without not, scraping up the yeah, sides. Yeah. yeah. So I did that and then they took them out, the stints out. And then I was like. By the way, how are the stints? Awful. It just felt so uncomfortable. Like every time I sat down to pee, I was just like, I felt like I was on a bad rocking chair. Like I was just like, Did you have to like keep your posture really yeah, straight? Yeah. It was just not comfortable. It was so uncomfortable. And then, and then I was like, they were like, if you get a fever or something, come back. Like, cause there's still some more in there, but maybe they'll, hopefully they'll pass now. So they do this. This was for both kidneys. Yeah. 
So then I get a, a fever. <sighs> I get a fever of 104. Oh, my fucking Christ. So I have to go back to the hospital. They take me in, and they had to do two more lithotropsies. Is that what it's called, lithotropsy? Yeah. Lithotropsy. Like they, where they break it up with sound yeah, waves. They break it up. And then the th- in the third one that they did, they had to do the, like, scooping, where they basically take a little basket and they scoop it out of the kidney as much as possible. So I have, like, a couple left in there that I just, like, monitor. But, oh, my gosh, it was Fuck. so uncomfortable. I was there for a couple of weeks in the hospital, just so they were testing my blood because I had sepsis. Oh, my God. Yeah. And a kidney specialist came in. <laughs> he goes... I just want you to know it's really bad. (laughs) I was like, what? He goes, I just want you to know in case you were like, oh, I feel like a baby right now. This is really, really bad. And it was to the point where I couldn't eat food. Like I was throwing up anything that was my whole body was just reacting to finally dealing with this problem well and you had an infection i had an infection i had a really bad kidney infection and that's what happened and because i was working so much i feel like my adrenaline was going and when your adrenaline's going that long you're sort of like just make it through like you can't get sick it's why most people will do a job and feel kind of off and then as soon as it's over just like with you it's your body's like all right let's fucking deal with this now right so now i I I stay on top of it. I go every six months just to like have them like check it out. Just make sure nothing's grown. You still have stones in there? Yeah. I have one right now. I have two on one side and I think I had three on the other, but two of them went away. I, I don't know if I passed them or if probably, they disintegrated, but probably I took passed like them. Chinese herbs for them and I've been Break taking. Break stone. Yeah. And then I took, um, I take hydrochlorothiazate every morning. What is that? It's a little pill. It's it's. I think it's for blood pressure, but it actually helps with kidney stones. Do you know Tom Papa? Y- yeah. His dad had really bad kidney stones, like on a level not quite as bad as yours, but really bad. And he, someone told him about this tea that was kind of like a Chinese herbal tea uh-huh. that is helps disintegrate and break up kidney stones, and he has not had a kidney stone since. What? Does um, he drink it like every day? Or? Yeah, yep. And I'll I'll uh, I'll text Tom and get the name of the tea. Here's my question: Did he have to pass them once he? I don't know. Took the tea. I don't know because that's what I'm scared of. Because I have a couple that are like stuck in there, but they're not giving me any issues, and I'm like, I don't want to pass them. I guess I should. Last year, them. last like April, I went in to uh, my urologist because I was having back pain Mm. and um, having already passed three kidney stones. Uh, And by the way, I'm sure in my life I passed many more. And like you, looking back now at some of these horrible back spasms that I had, I was like, oh, I had a kidney stone. Right. Um, Like I remember one time I was performing, this was after Groundlings, I was in one of those shitty little theaters and I was doing a show and like just towards the end of the show, all of a sudden my back like it felt like a knife like right in my right side. Oh my god! And I was like, oh fuck! I was fucking around and I didn't stretch or something. I pulled a muscle. I'm like, oh well, fuck. And uh, I was supposed to go see this girl afterwards, and um, 
this is like 10 o'clock at night. The show just ended and I, I, I texted her and I was like, I don't think I can come over. My back's fucked up. And she was like, you don't have to make up an excuse if you want to come. And I'm like, no, my back really hurts. She's like, it's okay. And so just to spider, I was like, fuck it. I'm coming over. And so I go over and I'm just like, I get into her place and I like fall onto the floor and I'm just laying on the floor and I'm like, I can't find a position to get comfortable in. Are you happy? I'm here. We did end up having sex still, <laughs> but she had to be on top and I was just immobile, like laying on my back and I was like, it still fucking hurts. And then I go home afterwards and I just climb into a hot bath because I'm like, maybe that'll help. Right. Didn't help no, at all. No. And then all of a sudden the pain just stopped, which meant it the stone went got into my bladder, which right. is much bigger. And I was like, oh, all right, I guess I did something right. And and so I had many instances like that. But I it, can't believe you had sex with a kid while you had a kidney stone. I had sex with a kidney stone. <laughs> you had sex with um, and then I have a very high threshold to pain. That is a point of pride with me. Wow. Um, uh, I want to try to see if I can show you pictures from this experience. I do have you, a picture. You've got to have one, too. I was looking Let's it up while you were kidneys. talking. This is my first known kidney stone. I love, I, I love that it has the dates on the photos on the iPhone because then you can... Oh, my God. This was my first. Oh, it's first. like brown. Yeah. Mine is like mine, mine are like crystals. They're like pretty. This has a little crystal. You can see on one end a little crystal. It does. Let me but see. But they're they're also like hard as like oh, yeah. steel. Like you can't break them. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's a big one. Yeah. Wow. That was five. And uh, but I uh, let me find this. So anyway, yeah. Last year I was having back pain, and I'm tall, so I always have back pain regardless. So I'm always like paranoid, and so I went into my urologist because the previous my last kidney stone that I actually passed, I went in after, I always go into him afterwards. He's like, you know, don't wait to go to the emergency room. If you think you might <laughs> have something, in the, well, go what get will an, they do? What will they do? He goes, you can go get an x-ray and it's, you can go to like a clinic and get an x-ray. It's cheaper than fucking going to the emergency room. The emergency room will fuck you financially. Um, he goes, you can come here and we'll do an x-ray. So I, I've always kept that in mind. So I was having some back problems and I go in and they uh, do a urine test. The first thing they do is a urine test because they look for blood. If you don't, not visible blood, but right. they can, traces right. of it. And so he came in and he's like, "Good news." He's like, "There's no blood in your urine." And he's like, "But let's do the X-ray and ultrasound." And we did the X-ray, and he came in, and I was feeling good because I was like, "Oh, okay, it's just I'm paranoid." And he shows me the X-ray, and there's a fucking kidney stone in my oh. kidney, but like. It's in the bottom of the kidney. Right. And you know, your ureter comes out of the top of the kidney. So he's like, you have a kidney stone in the bottom. This has, this is in no way going to pass anytime soon. Right. Um, if it was up towards the top, we would have to do something. Um, but he's like, come back in like six months or something and we'll, if it's moving up closer to the top, maybe we'll do lithotropsy or Or if it or glows laser. or something, I'm sure. Yeah. So... Um, that's where we left it. I, I'm making an appointment to go in, and in like a week, I'm going to get another x-ray. Oh, man. Good luck on your appointment. Good luck on mine. Gosh, I really hope they haven't grown. I luckily have a very... Do you drink enough this. water? I do drink a lot of water, but I feel like lately I've been really bad about it. So look at this. 
So this is so this is the movie I was doing. This is Fist Fight. So I have a oh, picture. Oh, you're very funny in that. By so the way, so I have a picture. This is just for people who are listening. The picture is of me and Tracy Morgan, and I have a I have a spider tattoo, like a spider web tattoo. Oh, that's on the my end neck. of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. And <laughs> and then this is the next picture. It's just of a woman in so much pain in oh, the hospital. No. In a hospital bed. I look like I'm also a thousand pounds, but whatever. <laughs> no, and don't. then I, and then all my pictures, wait, let me see if I can find this. This is just a picture of my toilet bowl filled with stones. And I wish you could see Steve's face <laughs> right now. Oh my God. It looks like a sandbox. It's seriously, <laughs> it's, there's so, so many. That's it. That's so many. Wow. Right. That's bonkers. So that was just yeah, from one. And then I had So when to you were filming, back. were you in pain? I started to yeah. Yeah. Like I was I, I remember Charlie Day's in the movie and he was like talking to me about I feel like someone he knew had some pain and he's like, Oh, acupuncture, acupuncture. And I was like, When I get back, maybe I'll do some acupuncture. I do acupuncture, and I went in, and I I told my acupuncturist, I, I was like, I have a kidney stone. She's like, oh, I can't help you. <laughs> She's literally like, you need to go to an actual doctor to take care of that. Really? Yeah, and this is like a woman who I've talked about many times on this podcast. It's a family clinic. It's the first family, it's the first clinic to ever do acupuncture in L.A. Wow. They're a Chinese family, and they the whole family is just acupuncturists. They go way back generations into China uh, as acupuncturists. Um, she is incredible, and um, she's like, I can help with the pain a little bit. She's like, but I can't cure a kidney yeah. stone. That's yeah. like solid minerals. <clears throat> so crazy. Do you, did you keep that one? Do you have it? I have... <laughs> this one, this is my that this the photo I showed you is my first kidney stone, and it was the night before I was going to Comic Con in 2010, <laughs> and so I put it in a Ziploc bag. And by the way, I passed this at Ken Marino's guest house, <laughs> and uh, so I put it in a Ziploc bag, and I took it with me to Comic Con because I was like, well, if something happens and I need to go to a doctor. I wasn't doing it because like I got to show people this. Right. I was like, I got to have this in case I have to see a doctor. And then I was in the lobby of the hotel, and I saw Ken Marino and David Wayne. They were all down there for Children's Hospital. I'm like, you guys, look what came out of my dick last night. And everyone's like, Jesus Christ. And then I think I left it in the room, and I think the cleaning lady threw it away because she just saw what looked like an empty Ziploc bag. Or somebody kept it. Or it's in someone's jewelry. Yeah. Uh, I do have a friend who's like, I will put that in a ring for you. What? Yeah. One of the guys I dated was like, should I propose with that with that as the diamond? And I was like, it's pretty sick. No one else will have it. I have another one in a Ziploc bag somewhere. I have one in my house and I know exactly where it is. And oh boy, is that fun to bring out at parties. So is it genetic with you? Does anyone else in your family have kidney stones? Not that I know of. My dad passed away like five or six years ago, so my my mom didn't know that. She's like, I don't think he ever had a kidney stone, but um, my grandparents are gone too, so I don't know if anyone did, but I was definitely the first in like my family. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm adopted, so I I don't know, but I I used to have a huge problem with 
drinking water. I don't like water. I really love soda. I had to give up soda. I gave up soda four years ago now. Oh, you haven't had anything? Not diet? No, I accidentally, I was, where was I? I was somewhere with my mom and I thought, like, because I can have like lemonade. Like, that's actually like not too bad. (laughs) It's also acidic, which is gr- actually yeah. great for kidney stones. Right. So that's why, like, every once in a while, I will treat myself to a lemonade. And I went to drink it, and it was my mom's soda. And I took a sip, and I spit it out because I was like, I just, it's, it's just one wow. of those things with me where I'm like. That's great, though. I, I can't. I can't because I know myself. I will have one. And then I'll be like, every week I'll be like, well, I can have one. And then every few days I'll be like, I can have one. Yeah. When I started this diet last week, like the second or third day, I went to a game night at my friend's house. Oh, man. That's the worst. Fucking day two. And like, I am just, all I can think about is sweets and carbs and sugar. And I am losing my mind. And I go in and they have ordered like four giant pizzas. Oh, my God. There are fucking cupcakes. There, Someone made cookies. And there's just a... A fridge full of soda, and I am like, literally, I barely remember the night right now because all I was thinking about was like, I want that. That smells great. I want that. Yeah. Even though I wasn't even hungry. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. And my friend Joe, who's done keto like a bunch of times, was like, he had a Coke Zero, and he's like, you know, Coke Zero is keto friendly. He's like, there's absolutely no sugar in it. It's aspartame. He's like, it's not. Yeah, but what's it's chemical? It's like definitely chemical. Yeah. But. It is keto friendly, and I the whole night I was like, I want to just sneak into the kitchen and just have a sip of, of that. Yeah. I didn't, but I was, it's so fucking I, insane. No, no, no. I was just talking about this the other day. I, I did a movie um, the year before last. It just got into Sundance, which I'm really excited nice. about. Wait, is this Lynn Shelton's movie? Uh, no. Oh. Lynn Shelton's movie, uh, I just watched that the other night. I'm very excited about that. Oh, I'm so jealous. It's so much fun. I love Lynn. Lynn's been on this podcast. I love Lynn. Lynn has a lot of health stuff to talk about. <laughs> a lot of eating stuff. A lot of eating stuff. But I did this other movie and I and I lost 40 pounds for the movie and I was like okay, so I was on a very strict uh schedule. Like I was like I can I can only eat these certain things and At they were all times. awful and I went to <laughs> I went to early on when it was like the the hardest. I yeah. went to um, a friend's party. It was like for like a baby shower or something, oh, but it was like fuck them. It was like everybody was like, "Here's the they? greatest cheesiest oh. thing I can make: <laughs> cheese and spinach and just like just the greatest food." And I was so bummed, and I couldn't concentrate on what anyone else was saying because I was just like, huh, "Yeah, food, food. What? What yeah. about the food?" Yeah, yeah. And so. Her fiance, the girl's fiance, like pulled me aside. She's like, he's like, do you want to smoke some weed? And I was like, yes. And know. so he's like, <laughs> after I had hit it, he's like, don't do it too hard. And I was like, oh, why? Because I just really did it. And he's yeah. like, it's really strong. I was like, I'm pretty good. I have a pretty a good tolerance. And and so I was sitting there, and all of a sudden it had hit me that someone was talking to me. For five minutes, and I didn't, didn't hear, hear a word. You were just thinking about. And I go, what? Geez. And they were like, "Are you stoned?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm very, <laughs> very." But I like, I had to leave the party because I was so <laughs> stoned out of my Been mind because all yeah. I wanted to do was 
eat and like smoking weed does not help that but it definitely like made me go to at least a little bit of another planet for some reason weed does not make me hungry ever yeah never ever yeah like i can yeah i don't think it makes me hungry either <sighs> what di- what were you what was the diet you were on for this movie it was, was like it just protein and it was just like in the morning it was like you wake up I have to add this in there just because it was part of it. It was like you wake up and the second you wake up, you put on (laughs) exercise clothes and go on the treadmill for 30 minutes (sighs) and you walk at a certain, you know, whatever, but you're like speed walking and, and then, and then you can have your breakfast and the breakfast was oatmeal with nothing in it. And then it was one egg, however you wanted it. Yeah. And then it was, um, like Two and a half hours later, it was like I could have a, 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 a three ounces of a protein and uh, like a chicken wing. Yeah, and it was like, and then it was like unlimited vegetables, and like I seriously, I got, and and then each meal was like that. Like every other meal was either I could have a a carb, which was a uh, like a sweet potato or brown rice. That was oh, like it. I can't even have that right now. It was yeah. I mean that. That would be joyous for you right now, but I couldn't have any fruit, nothing, nothing with the sugar on it. Ugh. And then it was just that, just the protein. It was so much. There was so much animal that I was like, I'm so grossed out. It's really weird because I love meat and everything. And when I started this, I was like, Oh, cool. At least I I won't be hungry. I can eat as much meat as I want. And like day four, I was like, I. I don't want a fucking steak. I don't want yeah. a fucking roast beef. I don't want... Yeah. You're like, I want a slice of pizza. Oh, when I go into Starbucks, because I can still have black coffee, I'll go in and get a coffee. When I walk past the pastry window, I'm just oh. like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. All of this would be awesome right now. Yeah. And you know what? It is awesome. <laughs> I can't wait... You know, I'm a week away from being able to, you know, have some carbs and stuff. And Oh, yeah. You get carbs reintroduced? Yeah. What kind of carbs? Like sweet potatoes and brown rice? Yeah. Yeah. And like beans. Beans are great. I love black beans. Yeah. The Uh, biggest thing that I missed, well, besides like pizza and like the stuff that everyone would miss, was hummus. I wanted hummus all the time. And I was like, I can't. There's like oils in it and stuff. Yeah, yesterday I went to Whole Foods and I was like, I'll just go to their like food bar and get some salad and some steamed vegetables. And I got steamed vegetables and a salad and there was this big pan of like green beans, like sauteed green beans. I was Mm. like, oh, green beans, that's vegetables. And then I woofed them down and it was so good. I was like, was I supposed to eat? I can't eat beans, like black beans, are those beans, are green beans? It has beans in the world. Then I was like freaked out. I'm like, fuck it. I just did it once. Yeah. And I'm They're sure it's green fine. Beans. I'm sure it's fine. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. They were sauteed in cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cake. I have, I've been writing down a list. Oh. Anytime I think of a food I want, I write, I put it in my phone. Can I can I read the list? Oh, let me find it. <laughs> oh, this makes me so happy. Uh, I had so so when I was getting ready for that movie, when I was prepping and training and doing all that stuff, I had a I had a thing in my phone that was like 
songs to listen to. Oh my god. Oreo Blizzard is a good one. Oh, I can't wait. Pepperoni pizza for sure. Spaghetti meatballs. Ice mocha. Meatball sub. Chocolate chip cookies. Yes, for sure. Hot chocolate chip. Ribs with barbecue sauce. Interesting. Where? Where from? Because that's got to be a specific, right? No. I mean, just because I can, I have meat, but I'm like, I would love to put some kind of barbecue right. sauce and on this. And any... I can't because there's sugar you in it. You know what you can have on everything, though? Salsa. Yeah, my exciting. my trainer is like, you, I love spicy shit. He's like, you yeah. can have a lot of you spicy. Can have a food. lot of salsa, uh, fries, and a chili dog. <sighs> I've never had a chili dog. They're fucking great. I bet, I bet they are. <laughs> I am so glad. You know, yesterday I woke up and the cravings were gone. Like, <sighs> I woke up and I was like, oh, what am I gonna want today? Like a fucking pregnant lady, and like <laughs> all day I was like, I'm pretty good. Yeah. And today I'm like. I had scrambled eggs this morning, some almonds and yeah. my coffee and protein shake and Oh, the protein drinks, those are good. My trainer gave me this big thing of protein powder and it's chocolate flavored. Yeah. There's no sugar in it, but it's chocolate flavored. And uh I, I emailed him like a few days in and I'm like I'm like, I can handle the food. I go, I'm really kind of bummed about only drinking water. Yeah. And black coffee, because yeah. black coffee is bitter. But I had mentioned to him, I love your protein powder. And he goes, dude, put a scoop of that chocolate powder in your coffee. It tastes like a fucking mocha. It fucking does. It's great. Wow. It saved the coffee. And it's, I stopped getting, you know, headaches. caffeine withdrawal headaches because yeah. I'm drinking caffeine. Right. Oh, my gosh. Those headaches are the worst. The worst. Yeah. And it's so weird. I... I used to drink a lot of coffee when I was in my 20s and stuff. And then I stopped and I was writing on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And I was still have like a coffee now and then. And I remember walking down to the coffee bean. Yeah, coffee bean. <laughs> and my friend Scott was walking out and he had this iced mocha. Mm. It was just like espresso milk and chocolate with the whipped cream on it. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is that? He's like, oh, it's a mocha. And I was like, fuck, that looks good. He's, I'm like, there's there's coffee in that? He's like, espresso. He's like, you want to try it? And I tried it. I'm like, this is fucking great. Yeah. And then the next day I walked down to the coffee bean instead of a coffee. I was like, hey, I want a large mocha. Like, all right. And literally most days of the week since then I will get a mocha. Yeah. If it's on set and I don't have time, I can make one at craft service. But like... And that is the worst. There are so many. It's like oh. milk. It's like chocolate. A lot of times get whipped cream on it. I didn't it. know that it, I, yeah, I didn't know it was in it. I don't drink coffee. Oh, don't ever start. Yeah, I just have never liked the taste. I'm, but I'm telling you, this is like when the SNL stuff, that when I was there, they would do coffee runs every two Everyone hours. Everyone does. And so every time they did a coffee run, I was like, well, I don't like coffee, so I didn't have that. But then everyone would get their drinks, and they look so good. And so I'd be like, I'll have a Diet Coke. <laughs> and so I had a Diet <laughs> Coke like every two hours. This is where my kidney stone stuff started for sure. Of course. I'm going to blame SNL for everything. When I was working at Kimmel, I had an office that was connected to the kitchen. Like I would literally be sitting at my desk, and there wasn't even a door. It was just my desk and then like the wall had been knocked out and there was just like a fridge with a freezer full of like hot pockets. There was like, oh, it was man. like craft service. There was not one vegetable. 
It was all just chips, cookies, licorice, red vines, soda. And that's where everything went downhill for me. I was just like a desk job Hmm. where I am just eating garbage all day. I put on like 30 pounds. Um, (sighs) I had a point where I had red vines in my room. One of those... (laughs) (laughs) There's that's so good. I had a you know the red vine the red vine bucket? Oh yeah. Okay, so I had had a party for my last birthday. I <laughs> did like a big screening, you know like the Hollywood Forever? Like yeah. The, they have these big screenings. Yeah. And, so the guys who do that have a company where they can come and they blow up a thing in your backyard and you watch a movie. Whoa. And so I was like, what a great birthday. Amazing. So I did that and watched Valley Girl because it's one of my favorite movies. <sighs> so good. So good. By the way, it was blasting so loud. I was like, there's no way the cops are not coming at some point. But like, I guess it was before 10, so it wasn't like too bad. Or it was around then, so it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but my mom being the cutie she is went out and got like all these like milk duds and raisinets and like red vines and things that people would eat at the movie theater movie stuff and people could have a little bag and make their i mean how cute is that it's great so people didn't get into the red vines which i'm like i don't even know who that's the thing are. people can give or take red vines yeah. i, love, I love a red vine so i had it in my house and then it became like a nightly thing of like bring the bucket up to my room <laughs> and watch Mission Impossible 3 because I'd never seen it. Was Is that, that the, the one with John C. Riley? I, I mean, not uh, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Which, whichever the Philip Seymour Hoffman one, that's it's the great. one I watched. Love and I it. was like, he's incredible. I literally watched it because my friend John can do such a good impression of him in of that movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman? Of him in that movie. It's basically which scene? It's him being like, Do you have a wife? A I'm gonna hurt her. I'm gonna hurt her. I'm gonna find her. I'm gonna hurt her. I'm gonna make you watch. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna hurt her. Yeah. So good. And I loved it, even though I've I seen that seen movie, movie like 50 times. It's great. I love the Mission Impossible movies. The I, last the, one's amazing. That's too. the first one I saw, was the last one. And uh, I was like, well, movie night every night. And now I'm in a real, ooh, baby. <sighs> I am in a good one right now. I'm watching all 90s thrillers. So it kicked off with rewatching Silence of the Lambs, which, great. by the way, if you haven't watched it recently, I watched it like two years ago. It's, it's great. so perfect she's a great big old fat girl (laughs) (laughs) it has two villains yeah successfully they're both creepy ted levine is like a great fucking character actor wow everything he does (laughs) him have you seen uh you do a good impression did you ever see heat the uh no i never saw Heat. cop movie you should watch heat for 90s thrillers you should definitely watch heat michael mann it is a Fucking amazing movie. Val Kilmer, uh, 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 De Niro, and Pacino. I got to do that. I will say I've been doing a lot of female thrillers. So Copycat, Kiss the Girls. Single white female. Sleeping with the Enemy. You know, all of those. But I should should throw the men a bone. Have you watched Single White Female? Yes. We watched that at Sarah's house one night. And um, (laughs) Steven Weber is in that movie he's like the husband Mm -hmm. and we we tweeted at him hey you should come over to sarah's and do commentary for us on this movie and he went came over no we didn't he sat in the in in her apartment and watched single white female with us and commentated 
And it oh was fucking God. awesome. If I could get the guy, I don't know his name, from Sleeping with the Enemy. Yeah. The the husband. Did you have you seen that movie? I have. I don't remember it at oh all. I'm looking goodness. it up right now. He was such a a, a wonderful bad guy. I, if I could get him to come over and just hang out with me, there's not a cool group of comedians at my place, but there's a there's a half a bucket of red vines in the situation. If he wants to come over and watch it with me and just ex, like talk me through it, is it Patrick Surgeon or let me see Kevin Anderson? Let me see. Oh, they look so different. Wait, where is... Is this IMDb? Yeah. I need pictures from the film. Wait, what are their names? Patrick Surgeon or... No, in the movie. Oh, I don't know. Martin and Ben. (laughs) Martin and Ben. (laughs) Wait, I gotta see this guy. No, this is it. This guy. I don't know. What else has he been in? I don't know. God, I don't even... Yeah, so if you have any recommendations, so Heat I'll put on there. Heat, I swear what to God. What else should I watch, though? Because now I set, I set the bar too high with Silence of the Lambs. Because now 90s. everything's... You want 90s. Yeah. You should watch Manhunter, too. It's I think it's more 80s, but it is... I think it's, it is Silence of the Lambs. It's the same okay. story. Okay. Different actors, different director and stuff. Okay, Manhunter. But it's Michael Mann who did Heat. Michael Mann's a fucking great... You would probably not dig any of his shit. Uh, well, you might because he. I like Michael Mann. It's like cop stuff. Like he did Miami Vice mm-hmm. with Colin Farrell and Jamie Fox. Right. That that'd be another good one. Collateral. Um, oh my god! See, Heat, Heat is so fucking good. I love movies where. I mean, I don't love this part of it, but like a woman is getting abused or something, and then she, she takes her revenge. Yeah, she takes yeah. her revenge. Also, speaking of revenge films, I just saw Mandy. Oh my god! What the fuck? I loved it. I loved most of it. Yeah. Once it got to the part where he's drinking alcohol by himself in the I was kit- like this. in the bathroom, I was like, "This, yes, I'm." I literally said this out loud. I was with my friend Steve, and I go, "I'm in, baby." I was like, oh. "Give it to me." That scene in the bathroom where he just starts, dr- and it's just like a wide shot of him freaking out. If you haven't seen this film, it's basically a man. Uh, a man is in a relationship with this woman, Mandy, and then a sex cult comes to town yeah. and takes her. And I won't say too much, but basically it is like him. It's a revenge It's a movie. revenge movie. It, and it is the guy who's the lead of the sex cult. How did they shoot that scene where he doesn't blink for three minutes? Oh, I don't know. There's a scene where he's talking to her once he gives her drugs and he doesn't blink for three minutes. And I was blinking. I think I blinked 758 <laughs> times during that. I, I used to do these Instagram videos to music where it was me playing dead in my car (laughs) or in other places where I'm just like mouth open and eyes wide open and I would do it for like a minute without blinking. I've been trying it recently and I can't go for more than like 20, something's like my eyes are burning or something and like I can't not blink. No, I can't. But that guy who played the sex cult leader played the father in in the Christopher Nolan Batman Begins, you know, where Christian Bale when it's the flashback, when they're that's at, him. When they're at the the opera or whatever, and, right? and the kid's like, "Dad, I need to go. I'm scared." And and his 
parents get killed. That's the leader of the sex cult, the father. What? Yeah. What else has this man done? I don't Do you know, know. anything that's else That's the about only his one. Career? But that's the first thing I was like, I mean, that's fantastic. Batman's dad. Yeah. But that movie is batshit crazy. It's batshit crazy. There's like I... an amazing chainsaw fight. Oh, the chainsaw <laughs> fight. I loved it. I love some of the movies really beautiful too. Like oh, yeah. the room with the tiger and my the the guy I was watching it with, my friend Steven, he was like he's like looking at my TV and he's seen this in the movie theaters. He's like, just imagine that the colors look really awesome because it looked so much better in the theaters. <laughs> I was like I was like, damn, I'm watching it being like, I wish I would have seen this in the movie. I have friends who hate that movie. Um, the first half, the first part of the movie, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. This is so art housey and yeah. experimental. I was very into Nicolas Cage in this movie, though. I, was I like, love Nicolas Cage. I was like, do you think he would date a 34-year-old comedian? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and in Valley Girl, that's like... That's, oh. That's one of my favorite uh, Nick Cage's, well, you, is Valley have, Girl. Wait a minute, though. Have you seen Vampire's Kiss? Of course. Oh, my God. He... Young Nicolas Cage is so badass. He didn't have raising Arizona any fears. No, he was fucking great. I don't know what he has happened to him. I mean, he's still like doing things where I'm just like, whoa. Bad Lieutenant. They let Did him you see, go. You I haven't bad, seen Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> that's one you should watch. Should I watch that tonight? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would maybe go Heat, maybe but double feature tonight. But I, I do love, I do love anything Nicolas Cage. Oh, you should watch Bad Lieutenant then. Is he nuts in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think in those movies, like Vampire's Kiss, Bad Lieutenant, probably, do you think that it's the director going, and now do one for you, whatever you want, in this take? Like, we got the scripted version, now do whatever you feel like doing. Yeah, or also I just have this image of him being like, I'll do this movie, but we're doing it my way. You know, kind of like... If a director says, uh, I think you're really sad in this, I, I feel like he would just be like, no, I'm not, and just do it his way anyway. <laughs> I just love a director being like, I think you're sad in this. And he's like, no, I'm not, though. No. And like, where do they go from there? Like, they kind of go, like, okay. I've worked on stuff where there was an act- actor or actress who was just like, no. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. And the director, like, first time director was like, all right just like gave in and it was like a, an alpha thing where they tested their power over him and won I, and then yeah. the whole movie they were like oh my he'd come God. in and go all right we're gonna shoot this happened this was like eight years ago the director's like all right so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move over steve's shoulder and get a two shot through the window here or get a two shot uh from the back of the room and this actor or actress was like no she's like you got to shoot it through you the window she? that Oh, well, it was a she. She's like, no, you got to shoot it through the window here. And um, that way you can get us both in one take. And Had she directed before? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a lot about her, but he was just like, all right. And they'd been shooting for like a week. This was my first day on set. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And it was like that the whole time. She was super cool to me, but I was like, wow. She's like tested yeah. this guy and found out that she could do whatever she wanted. That and is then, just wild to me. Like, to me, I'm like. Who was the first person you did that with, and how was how did they react? And they must have reacted positively because you just kept doing it. And yeah. I wor- I worked with someone before that like like literally we were shooting a scene and they were like, I think we're done, 
And they're like, oh. Oh, I've heard stories about no, that. No, we got a, we, we just got one more thing of, we got one more setup. And he's like, we're done. And took off his, my pack and left. And I was like, oh. Balls. Is that a thing? That is balls. Yeah. Ugh. But, I, yeah. I just can't even imagine. And then what if the movie's shitty and you're like, oh, maybe he <laughs> he was right? I don't know. <sighs> Do you think people are listening right now? To us? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I hope this so. is good shit, especially the kidney stones. <laughs> the kidney stones. So you're just going for an x-ray tomorrow? I'm going for an ultrasound tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It's like what they do when you're pregnant, but I just am not, you know, Last time I'm pregnant I went with in, kidney stones. I've passed them all on my own. I have a very high pain threshold and like the first two I passed with just like smoking weed and, uh, wow. and I, I find I always feel better standing up. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm walking around and standing up, it's a little more bearable. The second I sit down or lay down, yeah. it puts pressure on my kidney and that fucking hurts. So, like, the second one, I was just, I I went to the emergency room right over here at St. Joseph's, and uh, I walked in, and it was, like, a Sunday, and it was packed. Oh. People, like, throwing up, head wounds, like, like a line, and I just go, I- I'm not going to wait here. And I, I stayed in the parking lot. I stayed by my car oh. just in case it got yeah. really bad, and I was like, well, if I have to, I can get in there. And I just stayed in my car smoking weed and just chugging water to flush it out yeah and i was walking around and after like an hour and a half i was walking and all of a sudden the pain just stopped and i was like time to go home it's in my bladder and then sure enough like 20 minutes later i peed it out wow did it kill no peeing it out is like a, a a bullet leaving a gun it's so fucking fast yeah um the last one I was driving to Conan to do a sketch mm. and as I was pulling onto the lot, it just hit me and I was like, oh, fuck. I knew, immediately knew and I was like, I got to go. So I canceled on them and I went to St. Saint- Joseph's again and this one was so bad that I was sitting in there and they're like, uh, you want anything? I was like, just give me, just give me Tylenol. I'll just take Tylenol. I'll be okay. They gave me Tylenol after like 20 minutes. I was like, fuck it give me whatever you want i don't care this yeah. hurts so bad and so the nurse comes back in she's like the doctor said to give you dilaudid which is like mm. synthetic heroin it's like right it's stronger than uh morphine and so she comes in and uh, i have an iv of fluids in already and uh she's like all right we're gonna give you some dilaudid and she's like this first stuff i'm gonna put in your I- iv is for nausea because this stuff is really strong it'll make you sick yeah so they put that in, and as soon as she said that, I was super nervous. I was like, because I don't like throwing up. and that, Not that anybody does, but like I have an aversion to it. And and then she like puts the needle in the IV, and she's starting to push it in, and I go, super nervous. I'm like, how long until I feel, like before I even finished my sentence, it was in my blood, and like just a feeling of absolute warmth, radiated out from my stomach all the way out to all my limbs and like I fell back on the table and felt like I was floating uh, but still in pain but I didn't still care in pain? didn't care didn't care about the pain 
And I've talked to some people who are like, yeah, I've been on Dilaudid or morphine with a kidney stone and still felt 100% of the pain, but you just don't care. Okay, so, okay, I have something for that as well. The last night I was staying in the hospital, it was... The night it was the 23rd of December, it was the night before Christmas Eve, and I was like most likely getting out the next day, yeah. And I was like, <sighs> Christmas, Eve. Christmas Eve, I was like, there's nothing set, I have to be out of the hospital before Christmas Eve. So I was sleeping there on the 23rd, it was the last night there. I hadn't been getting sleep because, first of all, they come in every two hours and they're checking everything and they're drawing blood and, yeah yeah and, that's and, and so then, crazy to me it, and then and then if you're too hot they put ice packs under your armpits yep and i was just shaking it was <laughs> it was honestly when i think back to it i was like and, and i have i'm a person who has anxiety so i literally was going you're never gonna feel better again this is how this you're is, gonna feel the rest this of is your, life. your baseline yeah yeah <laughs> that's the panic that comes in so um, my family left and, and they had said like, ask them if you can get something to help you sleep because I wasn't sleeping and I just wanted to pass out. I was so tired and I, and, and with anxiety too, if you have it, if you don't yeah. sleep yeah. for several days in a row, guess what happens? You get panic attacks. Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. Your brain starts to attack you. Yeah. So I asked the nurse, I'm like, can you give me Zequil or something, something to make me pass out. <laughs> so she's like, "Yeah, we'll get you something." She's like, "We'll get you Benadryl." So someone comes in, and I think they're like taking, you know, my blood, whatever, and the and they're like gearing it up, and and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna give you Benadryl." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, thank you." And the, and they're like, "No, we're putting it in right Liquid, now." Liquid, yeah, IV Benadryl. And I was like, "You're that. putting it in," and I go. I go, how fast? <laughs> I literally did the same thing. I go, how fast does it work? And then she's like, it's immediate. what? Did it work that quickly? And I was yeah. like, and I go, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I don't like it. Oh, no. I don't like it. And oh, she goes, oh, my God. No, 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 no. Don't fight it. And I go, I'm fighting it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm fighting it. And she goes, no, 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 no. just let it let it calm you down and, and it, go to sleep. Because it hits hard and fast. It yeah. hit me way too hard. I was like this. No, I don't like this feeling because my numb, my legs felt numb. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is uh, It's this in is your blood. Much. It's everywhere instantly. This is too much. Yeah. And so <laughs> I fought it the whole night. All night? The whole, like till like three in the morning. At that point, my sister, she FaceTimed me before... <laughs> She's like, I'll FaceTime you before you go to bed. She FaceTimed me and she saw that I was like, I'm good. She's like, no, you're not. What's happening? I'm like, they gave me the Benadryl. I'm fighting it. So she came to to sleep next to me in my bed. Oh, my God. She's the best person yeah, in the world. Yeah, sure. And so like after like like around three, I probably fell asleep for like two hours or something. That's amazing. Fighting that medicine is the worst thing you can do because you just feel more anxious. I have a real problem with medicine and pills i don't like taking them for that reason i don't like feeling weird or mm, different yeah i like to feel normal and the second something in my body's like oh which oh. is weird because i can smoke weed but right, like right but it was the same way when she hit me with that uh dilaudid and it like started like it just hit instantly there was a split second of like oh no but it like it was too strong yeah 
but uh, but I've had that when I've taken muscle relaxers where I was like, I, I can only describe it as I, I took him once, this girl who I liked, and I spent the night at her place on the couch because we had just gone to Joshua Tree and we're climbing around. And I was, it might even have been a kidney stone. I was like, oh, my back really hurts. Mm. And she's like, oh, here, take take this muscle relaxant. And I took it. And this is someone, this is my groundlings days. And uh, like it started to hit and I was like, I feel different. I, this feels weird. I feel weird. And she's like, it's all right. Just come. I'm like, what was it? She's like, I don't know. Somebody gave it to me. No, no, no. Holly Mandel. Do you know Holly? Yes. She's like, Holly gave this to me. <laughs> and I was like, what is it? She's like, I don't know. And she's like sitting there, like rubbing my head and my feet trying to make me feel better. And I was just like, so fucking freaked out that oh. I just felt different. Yeah. And then I got in my car. I was like, I got to go. And then I get in my car and I go, uh, I call my friend Demorge and I'm like, hey man, uh, can I come over to your house? I'm freaking out. I'm on some kind of drug that I don't know what it is. He's like, yeah, come over. And like, I go through like the Carl's Jr. drive through and I get <laughs> like a bunch of burgers and fries and I, I get to his place because I also haven't eaten. So I'm like, oh, it's probably hitting me harder because I have an empty stomach. I get to his place and sit on the couch and immediately pass out. And um, he ate all my food. But then I wake up later and I was like, how long have I been out? And he's like, 10 hours. He's like, you've been asleep the whole fucking day. I was like, oh, shit. It was, I still to this day don't know what the fuck she gave me. Oh, my. so, okay. So my, my friend that was like, oh, I have a headache, take eight Advils or whatever. She, we were writing something together. And the second we finished, we were like, let's do something really nice for ourselves. And we, <laughs> we rented an Airbnb on like in Malibu on the beach. So it was literally like a beach house to just see friends that we've been like, oh, we can't. We're still writing. We're, we're like in this draft and we're just like doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. So we rented this place and we were like, we're going to have everybody come over and we'll barbecue and we'll hang out on the beach. And it'll be so cool. Yeah. Great plan. Right. So one of the nights I was like the first night I was there. I was like, oh, my God, I have such a headache. I need something. She's like, I think I have Tylenol. It's in that little thing. So I took it. <laughs> I took it. And then a few hours later, I woke up and I was like smacking my skin. And I was like, what the fuck? There's spiders in this house. Like, oh, this is my. Really... No. I was like, there's spiders in this. Ha like, it's a really nice house, too. I was like, what is happening? Like, what? Are there's bugs in here. And I said to Charlotte, I'm like, are you getting, sorry, she was, a, that was my friend. I was like, are you getting spider, are there spiders or something in this house? She's like, what? I don't feel a thing. And I'm like, okay. And Is then it I was dark? Like, are you like, it was, it was like, it was like, it was like lighter. It was like just when like the sun was coming, starting to come out. So it's like five something. She's like, there's nothing on me. And then I was like, there's a spider on me right now. This is freaking me out. And she, and I was like did you, you took the pills? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, those are Tylenol with codeine in it. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, maybe you're having a bad reaction to the codeine. And I was like, oh no. How and many so, hours later is this? This was, I mean, you took it. I feel like I actually must, I must've taken it 
like two hours before, an hour before, something like that. I woke up when I felt like it was the middle of the night, but I woke Jesus. up like an hour or two later. So then I'm like freaking out. So she has this big pit bull and he was with us and I literally was losing my mind and I walked out onto the beach in my pajamas. I was wearing a nightgown. It was a cut off t-shirt, like a long (laughs) t-shirt that said, my friend's mom gave it to me, (laughs) that said, I've got to be me. Everyone else was taken. And I'm itching my skin on the beach with wild curly hair, like holding a pit bull. And I'm just like rocking and I'm just like freaking out on a beach. And she walked out and found me and was like, what has happened to you? And I was like, yeah, I the coating is bad. Like I'm having a bad reaction to it right now. Have you taken any before or since? No, no. I say I'm allergic now. She had That's gone in for up. something, I don't remember what, but then like they gave her Tylenol with codeine and like, so she just had that on her and she was like, oh right, the Tylenol had codeine in it. I, t- I have some, I have Tylenol with codeine in my house and I've never taken, I was, it was given to me for like a cough or something. I don't I, think you should take and it. And I was like, ah, I don't like feeling different and, but I've taken stuff where that's happened, where I've been on something where I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, what oh. the fuck is on? And I like turn on the lights and there's nothing and I'm like. Oh, okay, I'm I'm imagining this. It's yeah. uh, what whatever it was that I took right. an hour ago. Right. Just go back to sleep. How are you with being put to sleep? Like for like a procedure or something. Have you ever been? Uh, just for my appendix and wisdom teeth. Yeah. I had both all all those out. How um, are you with that? I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I haven't luckily since because. And this was in my teens both times. But uh, from what I remember, going to sleep, it's awesome. Like, it happens so fast and it's like, whatever. But waking up, I'm always, like, in a weird withdrawal. Like, I'm shivering. Yeah. And, like, my mouth is always dry. They're like, here, have these ice chips. And yeah, I'm like, no. what? And, like, <laughs> they've got blankets piled on me. And I'm like, I'm fucking cold. This is weird. And they're like, oh, it's just the anesthetic wash uh, wearing off washing off yeah so like i'm always afraid to go under now um i've had a lot of dental procedures and i know a lot of people are like oh it's fine i just get put to sleep for that i'm like what what <laughs> i've never i i don't mind dental stuff i was put to sleep for the kidney stuff obviously sure and one of the last times it was during christmas time and they had a they had like a stereo in the room. They had like a radio and they were listening to holiday music. And oh, I remember so they gave me the good stuff. Yeah. And then I like was like, they were like counting back or whatever. But all I heard was it goes, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. And I was like, and then I was out. Whoa. But I remember being like, no, this sounds crazy. <laughs> Like, help. Like, this sounds crazy. And then being completely under. Oh, my fucking Christ. (laughs) But I I was like, I never want music to be on again now if I'm in a room where that's happening. I remember when I had my appendix out, I went to the hospital that my dad worked at. My dad was an anesthesiologist. So he put people to sleep. Um, 
but I had been in the hospital for a couple of days and I was about to go in and have my appendix out. And so I'm in the room, in my room before we go in and I'm really nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm visibly like nervous. And so a nurse comes in, she's like, gives me something to calm down. I don't know what they gave me, but it made me insanely loopy and goofy. Like I was telling my mom, I'm like, Hey, pass me the phone. I'm going to call pastor so-and-so and tell him that there is no God. <gasps> Like I was just like, like one of those dental videos that you see with the little kids. And then they wheel me into the operating room and they put me on, I've told this story before, but they put me on this table. And when they put you on the operating table, there are arms that go out to the side. So you can, you put your arms out where they put the IVs in and stuff. So they have your arms easily accessible. And so they're putting me on and they're putting my, my arms out. And I, I, I just... I go, just like Jesus. And I remember them all laughing and like, but like in a weird horror movie, like, ha, 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 oh, ha, 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 ha. And that was like the last thing I remember. And my dad was there too, because he didn't do it because you're not allowed to operate on your family. But he was just. What if he had said, that makes me God. (laughs) I am God. Oh, it would have. Yeah. But they were all laughing, and that's the last thing I remember. Um, that's terrifying. But yeah, I also remember with the wisdom teeth them giving me, I don't remember if it was a shot or gas, but then saying, count backwards from 10. Yeah. And I just go, 10. <laughs> like I was, like it hit immediately. Yeah. And then I woke up in a different room and was like, oh, this is kind of creepy. I'm just somewhere else now. It's like I time traveled. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like all of it. (sighs) Well, I remember. (laughs) I will tell you one last thing. Yeah. When I had one of my lithotropies, the first one, obviously, it was like at the time I didn't know it was going to happen. It happened very quickly. And and this is very TMI. But like, you know, a woman prepares when you're going to have your underwear off. Yeah. And I wasn't as prepared in that moment. And I remember they gave me they they were putting me to sleep and I said, "By the way, I want to apologize." <laughs> <laughs> and I go, "I don't have a boyfriend right now." <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking gold. Oh. So <sighs> if look, if people Listened. Just stay healthy, so guys, so you don't thing, have to deal you really with this. <laughs> you really got a cherry of a story at the end. I didn't know about that kind of stuff. And when I had my appendix out, I went in and um, they had to. Noah, how much time have we done? Uh, an hour and 35 minutes. Oh, nice. Minutes okay, great. Nice. We're almost done. Um, when I went in to have my appendix out, and I was 18. I am in the hospital. So much humiliating shit happened. First of all, I had to go in, and they, I was in there for like two days, and they're like, we need a stool sample. And I had been on an IV for two days, so I had no poop. Oh. And they're like, uh, I was like, okay. And I go to the bathroom, and I can't go. And they come back like 20 minutes later. They're like, do you have it? I go, I couldn't poop. And they're like, we're going to have to do an enema. No. And I was 18. I was like, no. never had anything in my butt. And I was like, uh, give me a little while longer. I'll, I'll get some poop for you. Couldn't do it. And then finally a, a nurse came in and she's like, all right. And I was like, oh, it's a girl. And I was like, oh, fuck. 
I was so humiliated. Of course. And then um, when I eventually had the appendix out, like days later, uh, it was the morning of, and this nurse comes in with a, a like a pan of like warm water and a razor. And I was like, what's that for? And she's like, oh, we have to shave you for your appendix. Like, like right down at your abdomen. And I was like, so fucking humiliated. Oh it's like, God. she's like shaving my pubes. And I'm like, fuck, man. I was just a kid and so humiliated. Can, can't you just be like, can I shave my pubes? <laughs> like, can you get out? Give me that. Give me a knife. I yeah, will do yeah, this. I'll Give me some tweezers. <laughs> Give me tweezers, motherfucker. Oh. Like now at almost 50, I'm like, if I get a pain that's bad enough, I'm like, just fucking do whatever you have. I don't even care. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, when I get a pain that's bad enough, I'm just like, go in my asshole. I don't care. Oh, go inside if, my asshole. For a kidney stone, if they were like, we got to look in your butt, I'd be like, I don't care. I just want this pain to fucking <laughs> yeah. end. I just, I honestly, I will do anything to not have to feel that pain ever again. Yeah. But I think going every six months is a good idea. Get a yeah, checkup. Yeah, I'm going to make my appointment after When this. was your last checkup for kidneys? Uh, April. So I'm due. Yeah. It hasn't been six months, but I've been feeling, feeling good. But I, now that I'm lifting weights and working out, it's like my back is always a little sore. So now I'm paranoid. Yeah. Go get it checked out. I'll get it checked out. Let's see if that kidney stone has moved. Oh man. I hope yours, yours turns out okay tomorrow. I hope they're fine. Um, I didn't drink any of this water. I didn't either. <laughs> Maybe I'll have some just yeah. for my kidney stones. Yeah. Breaking uh, it open. Cheers. Cheers <laughs> to, to our kidneys. Mm. Do you have anything to plug? What do you uh, have coming out anytime soon? Oh, God. Nothing. Match I've game will working. have been a day late. This comes out tomorrow. So, yeah. hey, maybe you guys saw Jillian on Match Game last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like everything I have right now is like one mo movie is at Sundance, one's at, uh, being submitted to other festivals. And then the the I did a Showtime pilot with with uh, Ben Schwartz, and oh, we're waiting right now. To, we're gonna find out at the end of the month if it gets picked up. But if it does, uh, everyone watch that show. It ben have did a, a movie yet. with Lynn. Yeah. And Jay Duplass, which was really good. Did you I have you done a movie with Lynn? No, and I've known her for fucking forever, and I'm really. You should call her. I I tease we'll, her about it all the time. Uh, we'll Marco Polo her. Um. People can find you on Instagram. Yes, it's Jillian Bell, at Jillian Bell. It's not Jillian underscore Bell? No. Okay. I don't think so. Who are you following? Are you following someone else? No, I follow you. <laughs> I was just looking at someone's eyes like, oh, there's an underscore. No, I, I think mine is just Jillian Bell. Do you tweet at all? Are you a Twitter person? Oh, gosh. I'm on it, but no. No, I have I have one, but I haven't tweeted. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Years. Well, find her on uh, Instagram and see her dog. and. Oh, gosh. Both of my dogs. I have both two now. Both of your dogs. Oh, yeah. Beautiful hounds. <laughs> hounds. <laughs> Beautiful canines. Beautiful canine hounds. <laughs> uh, thank you for doing this. Your story fucking blew me away. Oh, I am so stoked whenever I find a fellow kidney stone sufferer. I love it. Because people it. who don't have kidney stones have no fucking idea how no, horrible it is. It's it's been like compared to people giving birth. It's all women. Giving it's birth. also awesome to find a female because and and like we're pretty young to have them. Yeah. Like whenever I go to my urologist, 
Uh, oh, you're the youngest person in I'm, the waiting room. Yes. Me too. I'm always like so much more life to give. Last time I was at my urologist from the waiting room, I tweeted like, well, I'm 30 years younger than everyone at my <laughs> urologist. Yeah. Same with my cardiologist. When I go in for heart stuff, I'm like. I feel uh, bad that people that are older are experiencing the kidney stones. Like, I feel like when I was younger. Oh, yeah. I would be like. Oh, this sucks, but I can handle it. Can you imagine getting your first kidney stones when you're like 70? What do you do? You're just you like, this is it. Even, I'm dying. You're probably just like, oh, another pain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well learn to okay. live with this. Add it to the list. And by list, I mean pepperoni pizza. Oh, <laughs> Mocha, chili dog. By the, next, by the time you guys listen to this next week, I will have... Uh, done my full two weeks and I'll, I'll finally be back on at least beans and rice and how many days have you been on it now five seven seven have you are you doing like are you checking uh how much on a scale how much i checked using? uh i checked the day before yesterday and i had lost 13 pounds <laughs> it's so crazy All to wa- me for it's men. mostly water and it, when you have more to lose, it comes off faster. It's once I get down to a certain point, it just seriously slows down. But like my trainer is like, you're going to lose a lot of weight really fast on this diet. He's like, but it's mostly water weight at first. Right. Um, it's so, so crazy to me though. How like men can just drop weight like that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. And <laughs> next Thursday, for those of you listening, uh, this comes. This will be out tomorrow. But for those of you listening, next Thursday, uh, the seventeenth, I will be doing this podcast live in San Francisco with Busy Phillips. Uh, there are still tickets. Go to sfsketchfest.com. We'll be at Cobb's Thursday night, seventeenth, eight p.m. I believe, uh, with Dana Gould, Busy Phillips, and myself, Dana Gould, and Jane Weedland from the Go Go's. So uh, yeah, That's go exciting. get tickets, and then uh, I'll also have a new update. Two weeks, no sugar, no carbs next week. Ugh, I can't wait for cheat day. I bet. When is your cheat day? I don't know. I go in f- next Wednesday. I will go in for my follow up with this trainer mm-hmm. and he'll run all the tests on my body fat and water weight and all that density stuff and see how everything's going. And then um, I think it'll he'll introduce like finally fruits, which I've actually been missing and potatoes, Mm -hmm. which I can't wait for. But I think uh, he said eventually my cheat days will be like a full weekend, not even just a day. He'll be like, what? He's like, you'll be fairly strict on the weekdays. And then um, you kind of eat whatever you want on the weekends. That way, when you by the time you go back to the gym on Monday, your body's like, yes, let's fucking get rid of this. And he's like, your muscles just react differently to that. What do you think will be your first cheat meal? Pizza. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the thing I crave the most. Me too. And it'll also bring back cheese. So we'll see what happens, but I just want a fucking big ass pepperoni pizza. Yeah. And I also want my iced mocha. You're probably going to get sick when you have it. (laughs) I went vegan once for, uh, for like, I was working on a script with somebody writing and who was, had a very strict diet, kind of like Lynn. Actually, she did a movie with Lynn. I don't know why everyone I know does movies with Lynn. <laughs> but she was, uh, like, had candida, and, like, so she was eating a lot of raw food, raw vegetables, and, like, 
vegan. And um, so we were hanging out like almost every day. And I just found it easier when I was with her, which was constantly to just eat whatever she was eating. Right. It was just easier. And we'd talk about the script and stuff in the morning. We'd go for a walk. And without even realizing, after like three or four months, I'd lost like 40 or 50 pounds. And my allergies, again, gone. This is veganism. And then she went back to Canada. And uh, as soon as she left, I was like... Well, I don't have to feel guilty about eating whatever I want. Right. I would love a roast beef sandwich. Oh, my God. Your body must have exploded. I ate a roast beef sandwich. I went to the deli at uh, Gelson's, got a big-ass roast beef sandwich, woofed it down. It was like a prisoner who, or it was like a castaway who hadn't eaten in forever. Right. I ate it, and then I had to go uh, take photos at my friend's house, take photos of her. And I got up to her house. This was like 20 minutes later. And all of a sudden, my stomach was just like, Ugh. I was like, where's your bathroom? And I had the worst diarrhea. Like, my body was like, no, dude. Nope. Mm. Nope. You know what I did? <laughs> this wasn't the first meal back, but like one of them. Like, because I was, I, for a while, I was like, <laughs> I remember getting back and being like, I can't wait to eat whatever I want to. I will have the kale and barley soup. And then I was like, this tastes great. And I was so shocked that I liked it, but I was like, yeah. it was just stuff that I couldn't, there were ingredients that I couldn't have that I was like very excited to have. One of the days I was like, Shake Shack? And I was like, yes, I was like, burger fry milkshake. Oh yeah. That's and my then, jam at Shake Shack. Chocolate shake, the, the smoke shack with the bacon on it. Oh my God. 30 minutes I was on the toilet. <laughs> I literally looked down at my phone because I was like, my legs are numb. I've been on here too long. I have to see how long this has been. Yeah. 30 minutes I was sick. It's fucking crazy. Butthole wise, I was sick. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, 30 minutes. I don't butt- throw up. <laughs> I haven't thrown up in 30 years. But you haven't? No. I've thrown up maybe four times in my life. What? And like three of those were from drinking. Of course you've built it up then as this big, horrible thing. That's why. It's like... You need to throw up more. (laughs) No, I don't. No, I'm... I don't... If I get the sick, the sick. The sick. (laughs) If I get the sick, it just goes right to my butt. Oh. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, that would be great. Um, (laughs) (sighs) Should we end it on that note? end it with the sick. Uh, thank you for doing this. You, you got to come back sometime. I would and, love and, to. Uh, and tell us how your kidney stones went. Uh, oh, man. I'll be praying for you. I hope everything's you. okay because I have been feeling a little bit of a rumble in the back. Anytime I get a pain, it's like. Yeah, I'm like, is that it? Is it back? I'm so paranoid. The pain is so bad that it's the first thing I think of if my back hurts. I'm like, there it is. Oh, yep. Yep. Thank you for having me. It was so much Thanks, fun. Thanks, Jillian. You guys follow Jillian. Thank you for listening and uh, catch you next week. Bye. It's a good show.